Welcome to Live from 495. On this podcast, we interview business owners from the 495 Beltway. We not only learn what they do and how they do it, but we take a dive into how they impact our community. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Live from 495 and the first episode of 2022. Today, my special guest is Anthony from Local Roots down in Marlboro. Good morning, Ty. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on this morning. Excellent. So I, I know there's a bunch to learn right here, and the world's ready to learn. So uh, just to get started, you want to tell the listeners who you are? Yeah, my name is Anthony Brock. I uh, am the Director of Operations for Local Roots in Massachusetts. Uh, we're a vertically integrated uh, operator here in the cannabis community. Uh, we both you know, grow and sell as well as process um, adult-use cannabis in the marketplace. Excellent. So how did you get started at Local Roots? So Local Roots was started about a little over three years ago by Dean Iandoli and his wife, Catherine. Uh, they got into the business from a medical standpoint, essentially trying to provide cannabis for a family member that had a condition. And they quickly learned that Massachusetts was going to adult use very quickly and transformed um, their medical licenses into adult use licenses. And, you know, they had mainly aimed at a cultivation license use in Barrie, where they were from. And that quickly morphed into you know, multiple retail locations and a couple of cultivation locations as well. Incredible. Was uh, Local Roots always the plan? Was it, did it have another name? Yeah, I think there was, uh, you know, a lot of iterations. I think the beginning name was uh, Caregiver Patient Connection. And, you know, very basic, straightforward you know, it's tough to come up with unique names in the cannabis industry these days. So um, that was the long-winded name that they had had. And uh, then it morphed into, you know, something local and, and rooted in a community. And, and obviously now we have local roots. That's awesome. Were you surprised at all by the, the growth in the industry? Yeah, I mean, Massachusetts went quick. You know, it went medical. And then, you know, very quickly after, it usually takes a while, but very quickly after it went into adult use. And have done a, a pretty good job of, of launching the marketplace. Um, each state is kind of different in, in how successful it is getting product to consumers in a uniform and quick fashion. And, and Massachusetts has done a pretty good job of that. Excellent. Um, as regulations starting to loosen up, are you guys feeling like the pressure is starting to fade as well? Yeah, I think I think the regulators are starting to listen to um, a lot of you know industry voices from around you know Massachusetts and quite frankly the United States and saying, hey, you know, here's a tax rate that helps us but also helps you. Here's regulations that make sense that you know keep you know the goal of keeping consumers safe while also letting businesses operate a business. Right? It's it's not this stranglehold on a on a business from a regulatory standpoint and. And so, yeah, they are beginning to listen and learn about what works and what doesn't, and that's becoming very useful for, for businesses, that, especially small business that are just starting now. Excellent. That's good. I'm, I'm glad the state's, you know, going to be there to be a helping hand. Yeah, they definitely are. They're definitely getting more involved um, as, you know, new commissioners come around and as the, the marketplace matures, um, input obviously has to be heard at some point, so they're definitely getting with it. Is it... Uh is it weird? Because it's weird to me because cannabis has been such a taboo thing for so long. It, it is. I mean, I've I've been around it for, you know, 15 years now in and out of, you know, medical or, or adult use markets um, from, you know, starting in Colorado. Um, it definitely, you come out east and it's still got this taboo on it, right? And, and oh, yeah. we have people that come into the stores still and say, you know, I didn't know cannabis was legal in Massachusetts. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's 2022. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like it's, you know, people are like looking at it and they're like, all right, do I take it to my car now? And like, is there a black bag to go with it? Like, that's exactly you, know, you get people that come in. You know, what is what is the way to to consume cannabis without anyone smelling it? You know, we get those yeah. types those types of questions, right? The stealth user, and I totally get where they're coming from. Whether it's because there's you know they've got children in the house, or they've you know they've got people that they don't want knowing that they're consuming it. So there's always that want to try to consume on the on the down low. Tasteful discretion's the name of the game. That's right. <laughs> that's awesome. So you said from Colorado. Are you from Colorado? I am born and raised in uh, Western Colorado, and then okay. uh, you know, kind of came up in the uh, medical scene in Colorado in the you know mid two thousands uh, as it was coming you know kind of out of the underground and becoming you know a, a big medical industry there. Yeah, in two thousand eight two thousand nine is when they kind of added a lot of conditions to the debilitating medical conditions list, and it it quickly came from you know a couple hundred patients to tens of thousands of patients almost overnight. I feel like it was the birthplace for the market that we see now. Would you say the same thing? I agree. I mean, there's lots of underground markets that existed before Colorado, and, and it was a big part of it. But as far as a regulated market, it was definitely, you know, the first one to have some pretty common sense regulations around the commercialization and, and distribution of cannabis. Awesome. Uh, what's one thing about uh, local roots that you want to, you know, let the listeners know that you guys do that they might not know you do? Yeah, you know, we are quality focused and, and a lot of people say that, but Local Roots really lives it, right? We are a, a permaculture and, and sustainability focused type of business and we mean that and live it um, from a recycled soil nature to sourcing our amendments that we use to closing waste streams uh, at our cultivation site, even looking at you know recyclable packaging and stuff like, you know, every little thing that we can try to do to increase those impacts is in a positive way is definitely what we're looking at. And then the other thing that people don't maybe, maybe don't know is we're a team focused business. We, mm -hmm. we build teams, we recruit people for purpose and, and really pay above market rates for, for salaries and hourlies and, and try to, you know, give the knowledge that we all have to people that are coming into the industry because we know that there's, you know, tons of opportunity across the market here in Massachusetts, as well as the United States and the world, frankly. And we're trying to really, train those people to be able to go to different places and, and run teams of their own. That's awesome. Uh, you know, from a uh, first person view, because I had an opportunity to go to the, you know, grand opening, the ribbon cutting for you guys when you opened up your shop in Marlboro, I have to say like your office culture is top notch. That's the dream culture. Like anybody looking for a job, like, or one that wants to work at a, you know, a company that cares about them. That's the place to go to. I appreciate that. Um, it's definitely something that we're working every day on, and, and we're not perfect, and we make our mistakes, but, um, it, you know, it's, it takes constant effort to try to build those teams of people, and, and really it's about listening to them, right? It's not we walk in with the perfect idea how to build that team. It's, it's we constantly ask for feedback on how we're doing, how we can improve, how we can do better as a, as a business for the people that work there, and it really breeds this sense of camaraderie and, and impact that they can have in their own work life, right? Because... They spend as much time or more time with us than they do their actual family and friends. Yeah. And, and so, you know, we say we're a team a lot because we aren't a family because you can't choose. And we get to choose our team. No. And we get to build that together. That's awesome. You know, I feel like most people that build a business, you're, you're navigating those waters. Like either you, you hit rocks or, you know, you got open seas. And you guys are, from, from the outside looking in, you guys are definitely on the uh, open sea mark for sure. Like people that want to come to work and want to be in a place and want to help a business grow every day without any complaints, that's a, that's a tribute and, you know, uh, you know, mark to your success. 
No, I appreciate that. As you guys have started to grow, like, are you seeing more and more connections, like more community-based events come up? I know you guys are connected with the Marlboro Chamber. Yeah, you know, in Marlboro, we've been at the dispensary since uh, late October. Um, you know, quite honestly, between the pandemic and the holiday season and all that, we haven't you know, haven't gotten too much into, um, you know, the the social aspect of, of being able to participate in community events out there. But that's definitely an aim for as springtime comes and everybody wakes up and, and the ability to start doing things together comes. Absolutely. Um, one big thing that we did in Fitchburg when we opened there was committed a, a good amount of money and time to the rail trail and the re- rehabilitation of that rail trail up in Fitchburg. And, awesome. um, you know, they, the, the chamber really appreciated it, and, and obviously the citizens hopefully appreciated it. Um, and so, yeah, we definitely are looking for similar type of projects to, to bring to the table in Marlboro and, and Sturbridge as well. Yeah, I feel like the more you work with the community, the more impact it's going to have and the more you know notoriety you're going to get as well. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, in being able to put boots on the ground too. You know, cutting a check to a, an organization is one thing, but, mm-hmm. you know, really a lot of these organizations, especially nowadays, you know, they need labor. They need people to go out to the roadside and pick up trash or, or take supplies to people or just, you know, just do day labor with them. And, and so we give hours to them as well. You know, it's not just about cutting a check. It's about having our employees donate their time. Incredible. You know, uh, one thing I noticed, too, was, uh, you know, your shop was like, it's very welcoming. It's very warm when you walk in, you know, that service. I've, I've been to other dispensaries. Your service was more of a, you know, it's a it's a calm vibe. Like, come in, you know, you're a part of the, you know, as soon as you walk in, you know, you feel comfortable right away. So, I mean, like, what, was that always part of the design there? Yeah, it's, uh, like you said earlier, it's about taking the taboo or the stigma off of uh cannabis purchase right we don't want people feeling like they're you know doing something wrong or or in a place where they shouldn't be they want to come in and feel comfortable and make a a safe and and fun transaction um, buying products that they like to consume and so absolutely the aim of you know not only customer service first but also experience too awesome Um, so as far as topics go like some of the things I look at you know for most businesses in the 495 area you know is just challenges that they're facing you know, what kind of challenges are you guys currently facing? I think the the one challenge everybody's facing right now is, is just labor and finding good team members that, that want to show up every day and, and do this, you know, this job. And whether it's at retail or our cultivation or manufacturing facilities, it's, you know, basically a labor crunch right now and mm-hmm. finding good, talented people. Um, that's definitely one. And, and the other one is, is always eternally you know, struggling with, um, you know, regulations and oversight and making sure that we're playing by the rules and, mm-hmm. and uh, continuing to operate and be a good neighbor. And that, you know, it goes beyond just complying with, um, you know, the CCC and the regulations. It's, you know, the city or the town that we're in and making sure that we're being good neighbors to the businesses that we've been put next to and, and creating safe environments for them as well as our business and, 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 you know, just really trying to make sure that we're playing, playing well together. That's, that's great. One of the things that came to mind for me when it comes to those regulations and like how how to stay in those guidelines is it is it more like the rules are coming out every day or is it more of they're changing every day? Yeah, you know they they update anywhere between every three months and every six months. There's a new advisement out that, that you know there's a red line and these things have changed and those things have changed and we have to be able to pivot um, very quickly and, and understand those rules and, and the impact they have at at any level in our business, right, whether it's the retail or the cultivation side. And, and then, you know, 
effectively communicating those to our team members because they're the ones that have to comply with them as well. You know, mm-hmm. we, it's top to bottom, side to side. It's everyone um, has to listen up. So, yeah, we definitely have lots of training and update meetings to, to incorporate into their, their work life. Incredible, man. I just, it's such a, uh, I mean, a, you know, moving away from that taboo aspect and getting the community more comfortable with cannabis is, is definitely a, uh, you know, just, I think the education piece is, is what really needs to happen. You know, it's the, it's the unknowns that people don't know. How do you guys plan on, uh, you know, educating the community? So, yeah, we have a lot of, you know, educational materials required by, you know, rules and regulations to have at the dispensary, but we go above and beyond that by attempting to educate, you know, consumers on, on why they should care about certain things like terpenes as well as cannabinoids. You know, THC content is one thing, and, and that's great, but another thing is terpenes as well as how it's grown. What, what went into that? Was there a, um, a bunch of chemicals on it? Obviously, in Massachusetts, there's a lot of regulations around, you know, chemical pesticides, things like that, and that's great, but we can be even more transparent and say, listen, you know, here's the things in the list of stuff that was you know, used in the cultivation of these products, and you can feel good about consuming them. Uh, you know, as well as ingredients that go into edibles and, and all the things there, too, to, to not be consuming something that you necessarily don't consume in your regular diet that you're getting in an edible from a dispensary. Edibles are an uh, incredible concept. You know, I uh, feel so many different people, you know, uh, will only go in for edibles instead of, you know, just uh, traditional smoking. So it's, uh, it's interesting to see that kind of shift as well. Yeah, the educational part of, of you know, how uh, edible is going to, you know, interact with you and your, your individual body versus smoking it, which most people may be used to. You know, it's a completely different experience, right? And we don't want to sour a, a new or returning consumer from, you know, uh, having a bad experience with that edible. And so it's low and slow at the beginning, right? You, you tell yep. them... You know, take take it easy and, and, and meter how much you're eating and experience it a couple of days in a row maybe, and then you'll figure out, you know, your your sweet spot of how many milligrams you want to consume and when um, because, yeah, the duration and the effects are much, much different than a, an inhaled product, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> Some people are just pedal to the metal. <laughs> Absolutely. They'll hammer, they'll hammer 15 or 20 milligrams, and I can barely eat two. Why is he napping in the middle of the afternoon? <laughs> You know, uh, that's awesome, man. I, I mean, it's, you seem like you have fun when you come to work and that's, you know, having that joy is, is crucial, you know, that keeps you fired up, you know, you're inspired. Absolutely. It's, you know, there's a, like three, three passion capitals that come into it to any business. In my opinion, you've got the, the capital capital of the money need, right. And that's, mm-hmm. that can be a passion. You've got the intellectual passion that you've got either gone to school for or got an education for And then you've just got passion capital of you love what you're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, that's really what, you know, agriculture takes, quite frankly, the agriculture side of the business, because every day is just a new experience. Every day is a new problem. And you're constantly critically thinking and problem solving on a cultivation side. And, Mm. and, and that's what it takes. And you can't, you can't get defeated easily and you really have to apply yourself every day. And the team gets out there and basically like the the ocean analysis you made earlier, our our head is in the wind every day. And sometimes the wind is a little bit heavier than other days. Yeah. Uh, But, but at the end of the day you, you get on and you row the boat in the same direction and hope for a better day tomorrow. All day long. Did you have any uh, pro tips or advice for the listeners out there? Pro tips or advice? Um, I, I don't know uh, if I have any pro tips specifically. Maybe we can get dive into some specifics. Um, but if we're talking about just cannabis business in general uh, in Massachusetts or even the, 
the nation is, um, you know, get educated, job shadow, get out in the industry, do some jobs around the industry if you're trying to get into it. Really explore what pieces of the business inspire you as an individual if you're trying to get into this business. Um, it's very difficult to to operate a, uh, any part of any business, and mm-hmm. so you really need to understand the nuances and the, the regulations really well in, in cannabis especially to be able to be successful at it. That's great, man. I love having you here. Like, this is an excellent opportunity. What's uh, one way for listeners to get a hold of you? So one way to get a hold of us is, is by, you know, visiting our store in Marlboro at um, 910 Boston Post Road East. Or you can, you know, call us at 508-500-7300 if you want to talk to somebody. Or you can get on our website at uh, localroots.cc. And it has, you know, all the information about us, our locations, our menus, um, all the things Local Roots that you'd want to understand and find out. Great, man. Thank you for coming on the show today. I look forward to future episodes. Uh, Anything you want to say to listeners before we go? I just hope everybody has a great day out there and uh, enjoys the hopeful springtime. Fantastic. Anthony from Local Roots, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Live from 495, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Live from 495. Be sure to rate review and subscribe to the show and don't forget to check out some other great episodes